Hi there, I'm Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast review for your ears, revisiting the 2017 film Atomic Blonde. I remember this coming out. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll be into this. Um, David Leach, this is his first solo directorial credit. Before this, he co-directed John Wick with Chad who went on to direct the rest of them. Um, he really didn't get credit on that, but he is widely acknowledged. And after this, he did Deadpool 2, and more recently, Hobbs and Shaw, which, as action movies go, was fantastic. I'm about ready to rewatch that again. I love Hobbs and Shaw. Silly as it is, it's also wonderful. It's also so much fun for two hours. But uh, Atomic Blonde, here you go. A lot of people, when it came out, female John Wick. Okay, not quite. It's a little bit more uh, espionage than that. Movie was made for $30 million, went on to gross $100 million. A year later, supposedly, they were actively working on a sequel. Um, It was announced last year, uh, about May or so, that they were working on a Netflix movie that Charlize would come aboard and not only star in, but executive produce. Uh, I don't know what's happened with that. And they also talked about, and it's been mentioned, a John Wick crossover at some point is feasible. They could live in the same universe. She's, you know, this movie takes place in 1989, which is, you know, quite a few years before John Wick takes place. But it could happen. I I wouldn't have a problem with it. So if you've never seen it, um, it's not really John Wick. It is a, about a female agent who goes through one thing after another after her, I guess, boyfriend is killed at the very beginning, it turns out. And she's, you know, thrust into a situation. Uh, this is all taking place in 1989, uh, mostly in Germany. Uh, the fall of the wall, it plays into it. Um, KGB agent, you know, I mean, it's definitely an 80s feel of uh, a spy movie, but then you have action sequences that elevate it, and she did all of her own stunts, and there are some incredible set-piece fight scenes. She's naked in quite a bit of the movie, not so much for sex, but for, look at the bruises on her and the batter, you know, she's she's a tough chick, um, and, and takes baths in ice water and things like that. <laughs> but there is a lesbian love scene that's pretty good. Um, James McAvoy joins the movie as a Maverick MI6 agent, um, and that their introduction is great. John Goodman is kind of interviewing her for this. Uh, Sophia Batella is in this as a, a French undercover agent. Some Toby Jones, there's some really good actors, uh, James Faulkner, uh, who play roles in this movie. Um, there's some some minor Bill Skarsgård makes a brief appearance, things like that. Uh, it's very well shot. This was my first time watching it full 4K with HDR. And when they go to a different scene or they go to a different city, there is some type that's kind of spray painted and graffitied onto the screen. These are super fluorescent neon now with HDR on. Um, there are parts of Berlin that are just steel, gray, dull, dingy, and then they'll walk into a nightclub and there's lighting effects and the neon. And it it's a really good-looking movie, even though I believe it's an upconvert. I don't think it was a 4K uh, native transfer, but it looks great. The soundtrack 
is all like 80s stuff. It's great. I mean, and it has an incredible soundtrack. I, I think I own a copy. I need to pull that out. It's just a great collection of, of 80 songs. Really psh, great storyline. Lots of action. Gets a bit contrived. Not hmm, convoluted. I was going to say contrived, but it gets a little convoluted as you're getting towards the end. But all in all, it was a good movie. It introduces a good character, and she's tough, you know. Um, According to her, she took this after Fury Road because she was looking for, you know, different things. As, a, as an actor or actress, you don't want to play the same roles over and over, especially when you get to that level that you can make millions of dollars doing it. You want to take some chances. You want to do some different things. You want to play some different things. And I kudos to her for doing the training to make all this stuff look real. I mean, she's always been a tall, thin person, and she kicks some dudes' butts in this movie. I mean, just really, the action scenes go all out, as you would expect from a guy who co-directed the first John Wick movie and Deadpool 2 and Hobbs and Shaw. Um, all in all, I, I had kind of forgotten that it takes place in the 80s so i wasn't really thinking about retro when we got into it but then it, it starts and 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 the music and everything and i'm kind of like oh okay yeah you know uh got some david bowie in here and some new order and some nina and susie and the banshees and reflex yes the politics of dancing is in this movie flock of seagulls till tuesday the clash um taylor bates did the music you know the the regular part of the soundtrack um it just it feels right. It looks right for the time. Um, Charlize does an amazing job in the film playing this character. I mean, even more so than Keanu Reeves playing John Wick. She's just, she. I fully bought into the character by the end of the movie. And when plot twists start happening and you don't know what end of them she's on, it's it's fun. And she does really well with it. And and it goes into some very R-rated places, which is another thing coming off the 90s in the early 21st century. It's nice that we're getting back to getting some R-rated films, uh, that R-rated films can be popular and do well. I have no problem with seeing a movie that the whole family can see. That's not the point. But... Um, for a long time, it was very rare, maybe a horror movie, but even a lot of our horror movies were going that PG-13 route, looking for the larger audience, and I think sometimes that compromises the material. There's certain things, going back to a podcast where I talked about the new Clarice show, which I haven't watched on CBS, it's a CBS TV show. It can't go to the places that I want that character and that story to go, so I'm not, you know, maybe it is good, maybe they do well, I don't know. Um but again, what we were having a trend in movies in the 90s and into the early 21st century was just everything was PG-13. And like I said, I totally understand the need for a mass appeal audience. But this was an adult story told to adults with nudity and violence and, and, and double cross. And, and it, it's really well done. It holds up well. And I would like to see more from the character. Um, I guess setting it in the 80s, it'll make it kind of a bit timeless because the, the music fits and um, nothing pulled me out of it, so to speak. All in all, Atomic Blonde, rewatching it, I liked it better than I thought I did the first time around. Although I did see this in the movie, uh, the movie theater. It really looks amazing. As, as good as the movie theater, if not better, on 4K HDR. 
really a worthy purchase if you haven't already picked it up. And if you like these kind of movies, and, and this sounds like an interesting review, it, it's still not my favorite movie by this director. If I'm looking for something, it, I would probably pick up Deadpool 2 or Hobbs and Shaw before this. But this has a certain feel that now fits into almost... Uh, not so much James Bond uh, part of my library when I'm in the movie for that kind of movie, but it leans more Bond than it does Deadpool um, because it does have a lot of espionage and counterterrorism and, and thing you know uh, government behind the scenes and things like that. Atomic Blonde, Charlize, come back and play the character again. I'd absolutely love it. I think that would be great. If they're making a Netflix movie, that's fine too. It'll be interesting. And a crossover with John Wick, I would totally be on board for that. I just, how would they do the, the time difference? That would be interesting. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. My website is therockfile.com. Thanks for sharing my podcast, for listening to my, for subscribing, for whatever you do. It's very much appreciated because without you, I wouldn't be here. So have an amazing day. <laughs>